One of the most important position groups in all of football is getting a major facelift for the Colts in 2023. So how's it going to turn out? Let's get to it. You are locked on Colts, your daily Indianapolis Colts podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, my nerds? Thanks for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. This is your daily podcast covering your Indianapolis Colts, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's show is brought to you by our sponsor, Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NFL, and they will throw in a free custom Bird Dogs Yeti-style tumbler with every order, because who doesn't need... 45 of those bad boys rolling around in your kitchen. I have them. I use them all. You will get a new one if you go to birddogs.com and order through us. I am Jake Arthur. He is Zach Hicks. You know the two of us from horseshoehuddle.com. I'm your resident boots on the ground credentialed member of the Colts Media reporting to you from the facility. And Zach is the most flawless, dangerous film guy who has ever set foot on Indianapolis soil in this market say hello to zach you know you had two chances now to say uh on planet earth jake on planet earth (laughs) (laughs) we'll get there we will get there when they start colonizing the moon and things like that (laughs) i appreciate the kind words i appreciate the kind words jake (laughs) yes yes always always on today's show we're going to continue our position by position breakdown for the colts we're finally getting to the end and this one's going to be a good one. Uh, we've been waiting on the on this for the past couple of weeks. We're talking cornerbacks today. Uh, real slow news time for the Colts at cornerback recently. Not not so much. Yeah. Uh, but we're going to kind of tackle the top of that depth chart and who was supposed to be the starting trio. Uh, the next group, which is guys we're pretty confident are either going to make the roster or they're going to be in the mix to be in, in the rotation uh, and then last up, bubble guys who still kind of have an outside shot of earning a spot. You know, dark horses. We've seen it as recently as Dallas Flowers last year. Uh, so we're going to go top to bottom cornerbacks today. Uh, Zach, we obviously have to start with the Isaiah Rogers Sr. situation. Uh, man, he was, you know, he was one of your top two cornerbacks this year. It's going to be Kenny Rogers, who never leaves. The, or can I say Kenny Rogers? Yeah. Kenny wow. <laughs> Not the country singer. No, okay. <laughs> you guys are going to catch on to something that was so unintentional. It's going to come up in the comments. Wow. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Kenny Moore is there your you ni- wow is your nickel. Uh, that's a thousand snap guy. And then Isaiah Rogers was going to be right there with him. Probably another thousand snap guy. That's your your top outside corner. And so he's got the the gambling, the sports betting stuff looming overhead. We still haven't heard about the punishment. That seems like it's coming down the pike at any point. Um, however it goes, you got to think he's not going to play this year and very well may not be with the Colts at all after this. Uh, so you look beyond that and Kenny Moore and Juju Brents is probably the guy you're most confident in. Uh, he was the Colts second round pick. Uh, he's a guy that you know fits the defensive scheme like a glove. It, he was handpicked for this. Uh, he hasn't practiced yet, of course. He's recovering from a wrist injury. 
Uh, he's supposed to be good for training camp. There are a couple other guys that factor into this as well. Uh, but I think once camp starts, we're really going to start to see that take shape. So, Zach, this is a totally different looking group than last year. You know, you had Stephon Gilmore at the top. Uh, you had Brandon Faison taking up a lot of snaps. Rodgers obviously played into that as well. Uh, so how are you feeling about this group heading into 2023? You know, all I can think about right now is I think Kenny Rogers' biggest song was called The Gambler. <laughs> I was going to leave it to the guys in the comments to mention that. I literally, I don't think I have ever called Kenny Moore Kenny Rogers. But I, I morphed you're... Isaiah Rogers and Kenny Moore together to create probably one of the best sound bites in Locked On Colts history. So. Yes. Whoever wants to go ahead, rip it, throw it on Twitter. <laughs> Let's go. Anyway, getting to my thoughts on this, you know, it, you know, I'm laughing about this about your uh, your flub there, but at the end of the day, it, I'm I'm just heartbroken about the Isaiah Rogers Senior situation. Uh, really talented player, really good guy that I've had a chance to talk to over the years, and uh, it, it just sucks that he made this mistake. You know, I'm not saying that whatever penalty and whatever punishment he gets, he's not deserving of it because. I, I think even if you were to ask him, he would understand that he's going to be deserving of whatever punishment he gets. And I think it's it, it would be wrong to include him in any plans for the Colts 2023 season because it's very unlikely that he's going to be involved with the Colts going forward, uh, especially with this upcoming season. So the Colts have to prepare for life outside of Isaiah Rogers Sr. We have to prepare for life without Isaiah Rogers Sr. this past this next season. And it, it becomes the Kenny Moore, uh, the second situation, or the Kenny Moore, the second show, along with Juju Brents and a couple other young players as well. Uh, and it's fascinating to think about it because, you know, the Colts defense last year, for all the flaws that this team had and, and then just not being a very good team, and even the defense struggled late in the year. But for the most part, this defense was great on third downs. The cornerback group played really well. I mean, Kenny Moore had one of his worst seasons, but it's not like he played horribly. Like, he was still like below average, like it's still not like a terrible season, but Isaiah Rogers senior played well last year. Stefan Gilmore, who's no longer with the team and now in Dallas played really well last year. And now we're kind of seeing a completely different cornerback room. You know, Kenny Moore, the second is the most experienced player in that cornerback room. And behind him uh, with the second most snaps ever played in the NFL is Kevin Tolliver, who hasn't played since 2020. And we're going to talk about in segment three. Uh, so that shows you how long of a shot he is to make this team. Uh, so it's a very, very young cornerback room uh, with a lot of inexperience. That doesn't mean it's a bad thing, but it also means there's a lot of risk in what the Colts are rolling out this season. So I think it kind of plays in, in in line with kind of what they're doing with this team, where it's like, we're going to see what these young guys got. We're going to see what we have moving forward. Uh, and, and this kind of plan kind of shows that. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be a huge season for Juju Brents, a huge season for Dallas Flowers when we talk about him. Uh, and Kenny Moore the second, you know, you want to see him bounce back and actually solidify that that uh, slot role yet again, uh, especially when his his new contract is coming up here pretty soon. So uh, it's a very risky cornerback room. But at the end of the day, when you're going young already on offense, you're going young at several key positions. Why not put the young guys out there at corner and just see what they have? You know, it's probably not going to be pretty. It's going to be very uh, Anthony Richardson esque, where it's like you want it to be great from day one, but it's probably not going to be. You just want to see that progression throughout the season. Uh, that's the biggest thing right there. And, uh, you know, we just have to hope for the best with these young kids out there. I think we're going to see some good progression throughout the year, but I think it's going to be it's going to be rough uh, at certain points for sure. Yeah, I think 
I get the feeling now that they are going to go ahead and let it roll with the young guys. Cause I mean, they've known about this Rogers stuff for a while and haven't brought anyone of significance in to kind of fill that void. And some of these young guys have looked pretty good in OTAs and, and now the veteran minicamp. We obviously haven't seen Brent's, but they were confident enough in him to pick him in the second round. Darius rush looked really good before he left with his injury. Uh, Jalen Jones has looked pretty good. He's made some plays. Dallas Flowers has taken a leap as a second-year player, has at least looked good in practice. So at this point, you invested in these guys who fit your system really well. They have great size and athleticism. Like, just go ahead and roll with them. I think that is what they're going to do. We'll talk about a couple of these other guys that factor into the mix as well here in a moment. Uh, Next, again, who's going to play a key role by being the next man up? Uh, But first, a word from Bird Dogs. Fellas. It's summer, and that means by no means are we to wear pants when we don't have to. It's hot out here. I was at the zoo all day. It was so hot, and if I would have been wearing pants, it would have been upsetting. But Bird Dogs has you covered with the best shorts in the game. They make you look good, and their stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and the leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. That's right. Sky's out, thighs out, fellas. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but they fit way better. They also use anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. So you don't just smell like one of those dudes that's stinking up the gym. That's not good times. So I'm a bigger guy. I've had to donate uh, my Bird Dogs material to some of my, you know, more handsome spelt friends. But, you know, they all love them and they tend to murder me in golf when they're wearing them. Uh, that that may be due to other factors. I'm really not sure. Uh, but I do, however, have this sweet tumbler that Bird Dog send with your order that I mentioned at the, at the top of the show. Uh, this thing, it keeps drinks cool even in your hot car. Like I will get in my car at the end of the day and I still have ice in my coffee. So uh, they're real legit. You know, if you love pants and you love cool drinks. Go ahead and get one of those bad boys. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NFL for a free Yeti style tumbler. You won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you that. And every day is we're going to continue this series. We're going to finish it off next week where we cover the safety position. So all you beautiful everydayers, set those alarms nice and early for Tuesday of next week while we cover the safety position on the Indianapolis Colts. All right, Jake. So we kind of talked about in that first segment where Juju Brents and Kenny Moore, the second are the roster locks in the cornerback room. And I think what's fascinating about this cornerback room for the Indianapolis Colts right now is we kind of have, we have two roster locks in a position group that they usually keep between five and six guys. We have two guys that are certainly making the roster. Everyone else, it's up for grabs. Like, I'm not going to say Darius Rush doesn't have an inside edge. Dallas Flowers doesn't have an inside edge, which we're going to talk about here in a second. But it's completely up for grabs. It could be any of these neck guys we're talking about. Like, they're all in a similar tier where they're all fighting with each other for those last three to four spots. It is truly wide open going into camp. Now, we did kind of tear these out a little bit when we were talking. You know, I think... The next guys up are Dallas Flowers, 
Darius Rush, who was a fifth-round pick out of South Carolina this past season. Tony Brown, who played a couple of snaps last season, uh, has played a decent amount of snaps in his NFL career. And Jalen Jones, the Colts' seventh-round pick this past season. I think those are the next four guys competing for those three to four spots. But I'm not going to rule out anybody right now because it's not like any of these guys are proven. You know, Tony Brown's your most proven guy in that group. And he's a journeyman. You know, he's been on practice squads. He's a special teamer. You know, he doesn't really play many defensive snaps. So what do you think about these this next tier of players, these four players competing for those three to four spots? And do you think any of these guys are kind of roster locks as of right now, Jake? I don't I don't want to call Brown a lock because of the other younger guys, but he does offer some things that you want to rely on. So he is a really good special teamer. He's one of the Colts, you know, core guys. Uh, but he also could play inside and out. Uh, you really, especially with Kenny Moore's injury history, you're really going to need that to rely on as a backup. Um, and again, Isaiah Rogers would have been someone that factored into that as well, uh, playing inside. So you got to look at, you're, you're dealing with a bunch of bigger cornerbacks too. You're, you're smaller guys, you know, you don't want to invest heavily in those smaller slot type guys, but you're kind of, you're kind of limited with them. So I think Tony Brown is relatively safe. Um, but I also kind of think that's going to lend itself to keeping more cornerbacks this year, uh, especially with what just happened with Daniel Scott, the safety. Um, so Dallas flowers, I think they're going to, I think he's really going to endear himself even further uh, to the coaching staff. They really like him. The players really like him. They're giving him an opportunity out there in practice. He had a good mini camp this last week. Um, so, so far he, he has a ton to gain. Like he, he was slated to be a potential breakout going into the draft and then they drafted three guys, but you know, now one of those guys hasn't practiced at all. And then someone ahead of him is going to be probably suspended for the year. So Dallas Flowers has a lot to gain. Uh, I think he is pretty safe. I don't want to say he's a lock by any means because I do think they're going to let it be survival of the fittest. Um, but I feel really good about Flowers and Brown's chances. Now, Rush has had a really good summer or spring and summer as well. Uh, but he's had that, I think, a hamstring injury and hasn't been able to practice. As long as he keeps up what he's done when he's been on the field, I think he should be good. Um, but of course, hamstrings, if, the, if if I remember correctly, that can be really nagging and can keep you out like most of the summer. Like Paris Campbell, for example, his rookie summer, he was killing guys running routes and everything the first couple of days. And then he missed most of training camp after that. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as he doesn't miss like an extended period of time, I think Rush stands to have a good chance. So you're, what is that? Like six guys, you're looking five, not counting uh, Rogers, but those guys will do pretty good. Jalen Jones, I, I know you've you've talked really highly of him being a, a late round guy. Um, again, I can only really go off what I've seen, and he had a really good practice on Tuesday. Had a pick against Sam Ellinger, and then broke up another pass from him just a short while later. Uh, and then I didn't I didn't really have anything negative to say about him the next day either. So uh, I think it's going to be a youth movement with Tony Brown. Uh, 442 career snaps being like the elder statesman of this next group up um, outside of Kenny Moore. But I really like the chances of each of these guys. No one's a lock other than the first group we talked about, but I don't see any reason why those other guys 
don't all have a chance at it. And I, I think they really ought to carry more bodies at cornerback this year, just because of the uncertainty. Yeah. Yeah. I'm extremely intrigued by the two other draft picks that we're talking about here. Obviously Juju Brents is going to make the team. He's going to potentially be a starting corner when he eventually gets out there. But Darius Rush is a player where I had him graded similarly as Juju Brents. I had him as a day two player. Uh, it honestly, gun to my head, I probably would have preferred Darius Rush because of the long speed, because of um, just the flashes that he had. In co- I mean, I'm not saying Juju Brents is a bad player by any means. I had Juju Brents as a day two player as well. Uh, but Darius Rush, I just really, really liked a lot of his film. I liked the ball skills. I liked the former wide receiver. I liked the four three speed combined with the six two height. Uh, there's a lot of good things in his film, and I'm I'm really shocked that he fell as far as he did. I, I could see round four. I could see round three, you know, but like round five, I was particularly shocked. You know, I, I, I actually highlighted an article last week when I was talking about Darius Rush that we have seen corners of this mold, you know, the late transition to corner from wide receiver, still superb athletes, but they still fall as late as they do. You know, we've seen it with Richard Sherman. Uh, back in the day, obviously, we saw it with Tariq Woolen last year, uh, where teams are kind of scared of that developmental pro- uh, prospect there. Uh, and then they come in and they're just way further ahead than what many people expected. You know, and Destin Adams, our colleague over at Horseshoe Huddle, uh, along with I-, I also heard similar things, has said that Darius Rush was the best player through rookie minicamp. Uh, and then into OTAs, when he did play a little bit, he was the best overall, one of the best overall players on the team. So I think losing Isaiah Rogers Sr. hurts. But I think when you have a player like Darius Rush where the Colts were a lot higher on him than where they took him, you know, they wanted him in the in round four, uh, but they were lucky to get him in round five. They were happy to get him in round five. You know, I think this is a player who could start from year one. And, and you know, again, it's not going to be super pretty, but he has the traits to be a starter in the NFL. Uh, it's all about putting it all together. And then Jalen Jones, I talked about this a couple of times, you know, you're getting a very experienced SEC caliber corner who was successful in the SEC. You know, like last year, he was targeted 19 times. 19 times the whole season as a starting corner in the SEC, only allowed 10 receptions. Uh, He didn't really have any pass breakups or interceptions or anything because he just wasn't targeted. You know, I think it was like one target per like every 20-something defensive snaps uh, there in pass coverage. Uh, He's a very experienced player. And and yes, the long speed is a concern, and that's why he fell to round seven. But if the long speed wasn't a concern in the SEC, You know, it it gives me hope that it won't be as big a concern here uh, in the NFL. You know, you can see like a Levi Wallace type situation where I think Levi Wallace out of Alabama, you know, he fell to, I think, UDFA status, really good Alabama corner because of his long speed issues, came into the NFL and he turned out a couple good seasons there for the Bills. So I think we could see a similar thing with that with Jalen Jones. So, yes, these four players are not sexy. They're not the the big names that you want in your cornerback room. They're not the guys you want at cornerback two or cornerback three, cornerback four. But I think there is some potential there. Tony Brown, Dallas Flowers, really good special teamers. And Jalen Jones and um, Darius Rush, I think they have some potential despite being day three guys. So I'm optimistic about this group of players. I'm, again, I'm not going to say that they're going to come out and just light the world on fire and lock it down and be Stephon Gilmore level corners for the Colts. But I'm curious enough to see what these guys can do to where I probably wouldn't sign a veteran. I, I just want to see what these guys can do alongside the two starters. Yeah. And unless they do sign a veteran, then you're looking at either flowers or rush most likely as the other outside starting corner, Kenny on the inside with likely Brents or either flowers or, or rush out there. 
it's going to be a youth movement. I mean, they're yeah. going to have to face some crafty veterans and it's going to look ugly at times, but I mean, these are guys they're really confident in. They have really high end athletic and physical traits. Like they're, they're guys that they're betting on. And so far, none of these guys has looked, I mean, again, it's just practice, but like none of these guys have even looked like a liability, even as rookies when they have the excuse to. So I'm, I'm with it. I, I'm with the youth movement. I, I think it's a good idea. But um, next up, who else is on the roster? And could they snag a roster spot? Because, I mean, we've been talking about guys who all really have a chance. But, I mean, the Colts love to keep a million receivers and a million cornerbacks on their uh, summer roster. So there's definitely still guys out there to talk about next. All right, Zach. So we've got three more guys to discuss uh kind of an interesting group to be honest with you uh so kevin tolliver is up first now this is a guy who could have probably even been in the second group to be honest with you uh with rogers out tolliver is another guy that has rotated in and out and seen some snaps at outside corner uh he has 328 snaps in his career but he has not played since 2020 uh, he's been a practice squad guy these last couple of years and also ended up on injured reserve, I think in 2021. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's just, you know, he just hasn't locked up a spot and then had some injury stuff going on. Um, but the Colts do seem to like him. I mean, again, he has experience uh, in the, in the league and out, outside of Kenny Moore and Tony Brown, he's your other guy that has extensive NFL experience. Uh, Daryl Baker is another guy. Um, Another one over six foot, 200 pounds. It's not just receivers that the Colts like those types. Uh, he was an undrafted guy last year with the Cardinals. So he fits that size mold as well. And then last up is a little guy, uh, Cole Coleman, undrafted free agent rookie this year out of Elon. He's only 5'10, 193. Uh, and he either, he either had a pick on Wednesday or a really nice pass breakup. I can't remember which one it was, but he made a nice play. Uh, the other day. So he was someone who I had, I definitely had to look at my paper roster and be like, who the heck's this guy? But uh, Cole Coleman, he has made a play as well. So shoot, literally every guy we've talked about has some sort of outside chance or reason why they could make the roster. Yeah. And you know, Cole Coleman and Daryl Baker Jr. We're not going to talk about those guys extensively on here because it would just not do them justice because we just I, look i i'm an encyclopedia for a lot of guys and stuff like that but i would be lying to you if i said i watched a ton of elon defense last season to prepare for cole coleman coming to the Indianapolis colts but uh you know when we're talking about these guys you know dallas flowers last year out of pittsburgh state big time kick returner big cornerback who would have expected him to come into the to the colts and and make some plays in the preseason and solidify that kick returner spot and, and actually make some big plays down the stretch last season as a kick returner. Uh, you know, these the Colts have kind of had this this recent history under Chris Ballard where undrafted free agent defensive backs make the team. You know, like uh, you can't roll out rule out guys like Cole Coleman or Daryl Baker Jr. because we have seen the George Odoms. We have seen the Trevor Denbos. We have seen the Dallas Flowers. We've seen the Kenny Moore the seconds. Uh, make the team as undrafted free agents or waiver claim type guys uh, come in and make the team and make an impact on the roster. So, it, it, you know, I don't want to rule these guys out despite me not really knowing a ton about their game, but I will shout out Cole Coleman one representing my size and weight. I mean, wow. Great job there. Cole Coleman getting into the NFL, my size, and weight. <laughs> but also you're more know, than five ten. Give yourself five you know, eleven, tall. Yeah. Game. 
Well, if I go, if I give myself five eleven, I got to give myself six foot there, Jake. But also Elon University, that's where my aunt and uncle went to college. So Elon University, beautiful little college there. I believe it's in North Carolina there. So a uh, very great, re- really great. Come on and raise up. Yeah, yeah. But let's talk about Kevin Tolliver here, Jake, because he's a fascinating case. Because you know, you and mm-hmm. I are big draft nerds. We yeah. We love the draft, and especially back then, I think it was 20, I want to say 2018 he came out. 2017, 2018 he came out. Yeah, because he's played about three years, not since 2020, so I think it was 2018. Yeah, Yeah, 2018, so that's when you and I were really into the draft stuff. And Mm -hmm. Kevin Tolliver, if I remember correctly, big LSU corner, like 6'1", 6'2", athletic. Mm -hmm. He had some buzz. Yeah, he had some buzz. People liked him as like a day-two type corner, and... I don't want to compare him to Darius Rush because Darius Rush, I think, fell for different reasons than Kevin Tolliver. But Tolliver, a, a player like Rush, where it's an SEC corner who's athletic, who was there on day two, and everyone was expecting to go day two and fell, fell late. You know, Rush obviously went in round five, and and Tolliver went undrafted to the Chicago Bears. But Tolliver was a player that had a lot of buzz, uh, was a good player in college for those LSU defenses. Uh, did some decent things with the Bears his first couple seasons, but it really wasn't enough to justify as an undrafted free agent to continually, you know, get starts and get playing time. But again, when you're comparing it to the rest of this cornerback room, I know you said Tony Brown Jr. has uh, 440 snaps in the NFL, but almost all of them have been on special teams. You know, if we're looking at actual defensive snaps in the NFL, it goes Kenny Moore the second, and then Kevin Tolliver. It goes Kevin Tolliver is the second most defensive snaps uh, in this cornerback room uh, going into this upcoming season. And I think, you know, if you're looking for a guy in training camp who's going to show out and, and earn a spot or just earn playing time and stuff like that in the preseason, it's going to be the guy who knows what he's doing. You know, you're going to have guys like Dallas Flowers who mostly spent time with the special teams unit last year. So he's starting to, you know, get acclimated to the defense. Uh, then you got a bunch of rookies, and then you know Tony Brown knows what he's doing a little bit and stuff like that. But Kevin Tolliver is going to come in, and despite not playing the last couple seasons, he's an NFL corner. You know he's been in the NFL since 2018, despite being an undrafted free agent. Uh, he's played legit snaps on defense for an NFL team. Uh, I think in a lot of ways he has a good chance to just show out because so many other players are going to be catching their bearings throughout training camp, and he's going to be a guy who knows what he's doing. So. I'm curious to see what he can do in training camp and if he can earn himself a spot because if you're a guy like Kevin Tolliver looking at this situation you have in front of you, you cannot imagine a better situation in your, what, he's, what, 27, 28? As a 27 or 28-year-old player who hasn't played in the last couple seasons, like, you cannot imagine a better situation for making a team than being here with the Indianapolis Colts right now. So Tolliver's a talented player who has experience in the NFL and it would not shock me whatsoever if he comes into training camp and looks pretty good because he's going to be one of the few guys who actually knows what he's doing, you know? Yeah. And track record doesn't really seem to matter prior to this. Cause I mean, you had mentioned, you know, Kenny Moore being an, another guy that was allowed to, to move along to the roster. Pierre Desir was one man's trash as another man's treasure came in at the same time. Kenny Moore did. Right. Uh, he had been in the league a few years and just had bounced around and had, been kind of given up on i guess and you know toliver just hasn't played in the last couple of years so like he could be better than a lot of people even know um i will say it's a very youthful and experienced group but this is probably the most intrigued i've been by the cornerback group top to bottom in a while stefan gilmore obviously gave the group pop last year but you know 
Stefan Gilmore is like that dude. Uh, this is just a really interesting group because of the potential. Again, from top to bottom, like you drafted three guys who are all huge. They're all super athletic. Um, everyone who, f- who fits exactly what you're looking for. You've got a couple X factors, uh, guys who have been around the league a little bit. And then Dallas Flowers, who you're hoping takes that second year leap because you finally got him a little bit of snaps at the end of the year. Uh, but he, I mean, he showed something, at least as a kick returner last year, led the league in kick return average. Um, so again, this is, I'm, I'm excited about this group. They're going to take their lumps and they're going to have some really bad plays. They're going to get burnt sometimes. Uh, but I'm pretty excited to watch them this summer. Yeah. I think exciting probably doesn't do it justice. What I'm feeling about this cornerback room. I think just intrigued intrigued. Yeah. I think that that just fits what I'm thinking. Uh, you could be excited, Jake. I'm not trying to take away your excitement. Hey, I'm always excited. I'm optimistic. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not trying to take away your excitement here, but I think I'm just intrigued because like it could go so many different ways. It could be like odds are it's going to be horrendous. Like (laughs) (laughs) odds are it's going to be horrible because we, I mean, we've seen it with young players. I mean, we, we seen it with Rocky sin a couple years ago where his first year was really bad, but after that he became a pretty good corner for the Colts. Isaiah Rogers senior did not play his rookie season. Marvell Tell had a couple of nice, nice places rookie season, but overall it was not a good rookie season. I think it was like 130 passer rating when targeted in coverage that season or something like that. Like rookie corners, it's it's an extremely hard spot to be in. So I'm not expecting big things from this group, but I just want to see flashes. I want to see good moments. Mm-hmm. I want to see these guys get, you know, that that baptized by fire. Uh, through experience out there and and i'm i'm excited to see it i don't, I don't want to see a veteran in there i want to see these young guys out there and if they crash and burn i want to see them crash and burn i want to be you know uh that that kind of crazy dude who can see this this crash and burn happen but you know I, i'm excited about this cornerback group i think excited works as well but uh very intrigued i think is is the most uh most appropriate thing there but every dares don't worry this series is coming to a close we are going to be covering the safety position next week uh, especially with the loss of Daniel Scott for the entire season. It's going to be a really interesting position group to cover. So all you beautiful everydayers, set that alarm bright and early for Tuesday morning next week. Or yeah, Tuesday morning, Tuesday morning, we're going to cover that safety position. If you guys don't already, follow at Locked on Colts, at Jake Arthur NFL, and at Zach Hicks 2 on Twitter. Also subscribe to Locked on Colts podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. We love your guys rating your reviews, and we'll see you guys bright and early next week.